Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Dr. Peter Dispingaitis. I'm a professor of medicine at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, and I'm the director of the Cough Center at Montefiore Medical Center in New York. Our topic today is the management of refractory chronic cough. What are our current options? It's important to start with definitions. The definition of chronic cough is simply a cough that has been present for more than eight weeks. However, a refractory chronic cough is defined as a chronic cough that persists despite appropriate therapeutic trials aimed at the known underlying causes of chronic cough. There are three main underlying etiologies of chronic cough, and those are number one, what we now call upper airway cough syndrome, but more commonly known as postnasal drip syndrome or rhinitis. The second group of etiologies are the airway eosinophilic syndromes, such as asthma, and the entity known as non-asthmatic eosinophilic bronchitis, and lastly, GERD, acid and non-acid reflux. It's very important to thoroughly evaluate and treat for these underlying potential causes of chronic cough in our patients presenting with chronic cough. The reason it's so important to do a thorough evaluation for underlying causes is that If our patient with chronic cough does not respond to appropriate therapeutic trials, then it's appropriate to render the diagnosis of refractory chronic cough. And unfortunately, for refractory chronic cough, we have no particularly good, safe, effective interventions, and all of the drugs we do use are, in fact, off-label. The first of those would be narcotics, and of course, narcotics are not a particularly satisfactory option for a problem that may require chronic therapy. In the United States, we tend to use hydrocodone or codeine in our cough preparations, and in the UK, morphine is more commonly used. There is, in fact, one randomized controlled trial looking at low-dose morphine in chronic cough patients published back in 2007, and that study showed that a low dose of morphine was actually effective and well-tolerated by patients. In the United States, we more commonly use two so-called neuromodulator agents for cough, uh, amitriptyline and gabapentin. Amitriptyline, many of you will recognize as an old tricyclic antidepressant drug, but it also has efficacy in chronic cough, and those studies were first done in the 1990s and early 2000s, showing that uh, amitriptyline can in fact be effective for cough, especially a cough that followed a viral infection. And in those days, that type of cough was given titles such as sensory neuropathic cough or post-viral vagal neuropathy. And we now uh, call this entity of hypersensitized cough reflex the cough hypersensitivity syndrome. So in my practice, if I'm going to use amitriptyline against chronic cough, what I do is I start with a course of 10 milligrams nightly for one month, and then I reassess. If the dose is tolerated and there's either no effect or a partial effect, then I'll try a 25 milligram nightly dose for another month to assess if there's any effect against cough. The next neuromodulator drug that is used is gabapentin, and in fact, for gabapentin, there is one randomized controlled trial showing its efficacy in chronic cough, and that was published back in 2012 in The Lancet. 
In this study, the authors used a particularly large dose of uh, gabapentin aiming to achieve 600 milligrams three times daily. But in my experience, gabapentin, even at much lower doses, causes a great degree of sedation. So my goal is to achieve a 300 milligram three times daily dose, which I start gradually with just a nightly dose and then up to a twice daily dose and then a three times daily dose gradually if tolerated. Unfortunately, my experience with gabapentin has been poor in that patients have to both get a cough suppressant effect from the gabapentin, but also tolerate the dose of the drug that achieves that antitussive effect. We've learned over the last decade that the speech-language therapist or the speech-language pathologist can be a very important member of the chronic cough management team. And in fact, there are now multiple good studies, including a randomized controlled trial, showing that speech-language pathology in addition to pharmacological therapy, can be a useful adjunct uh, for refractory chronic cough. The problem is that, unfortunately, there are few speech-language pathologists who are interested in and expert in the treatment of chronic cough, and hopefully there'll be more of those healthcare professionals entering the field to help us out with this particularly difficult patient group. So unfortunately, most patients will not respond to these interventions. Some patients will respond to some of these interventions. So therefore, since we don't have good options for refractory chronic cough, again, it becomes very important for us to make sure that we rule out reversible causes of chronic cough before we render the diagnosis of refractory chronic cough. Thank you for your attention. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.